stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in the house for most of the day. I'm chasing my dreams or running away. What is going on? Welcome to Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, get to have open and authentic conversations about things like mental health. It could be your work life, your family life, your any entrepreneurial stuff that you're going through. But essentially, all I'm trying to do is push some good vibes forward into the universe. So if you're brand new to this, or maybe you've listened to it before, thank you for stumbling on this video. And all I ask is if you do find value in this kind of stuff, then please just refer it to your loved ones, refer it to someone who you know may be struggling has struggled in the past or just wants to carve their life into a a new, better direction. Um, One of the things I like to do is kind of share my stories so you guys can hear about my perspectives and the lessons I've learned through the adversities I've faced, but it's boring listening to just one guy. So today (laughs) you get to hear from Cody Lachlan as well. He's been on the show before, but I had him back because he's a fan favorite by request. He's here again. Uh, Uh, Well, thanks for having me again, Mark. Um, this is awesome. I'm, yeah, I guess people were actually interested in the last one. So they were asking for a second one. So here we are. Um, we had a lot, we talked about a lot last time. I know that for sure. We were, I think we went on to like, it was like an hour and 15, right? Yeah. Something like that. I've got nothing. Yeah. I've got nothing planned for the rest of the evening. I know you got some stuff going on a little bit later, so I'm down to go as long as you want. Okay. Well, yeah, I got like an hour, so I got to go pick up a coach from Ikea and move into my new place. So, um, yeah, I'm stoked. Sweet, dude. Well, let's start with that. You're moving? Yeah, I'm moving to uh, Deer Lake with my girlfriend. So we're going to be moving in together. Uh, We've been living together for a year now, and we're going to be moving there. It's a lot closer for work for me, which is huge um, because I've been driving from Cloverdale here which takes sometimes up to an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes, depending on what time of day. Um, so I'm actually excited to have like a 15 minute commute rather than like a, yeah, hour and 15. So yeah, it's going to be a ground level suite. It's quite a bit bigger. Like my condo here, it's actually pretty nice. Like it's newer. Uh, it's got everything like a gym and everything like that. Um, but it's like 720 square feet and we're moving up to like a thousand or 980, 980. Nice, man. Nice. So, so I, I'm tired of living in small spaces. Yeah, no kidding. And closer to work is huge, man. Like that's, that's one thing. Like I move around a lot for work cause I'm in construction. So we bounce from site to site, obviously, but yep. it's, uh, man, it's a lot nicer when your commute's shorter. I got a house that I'm working on in my neighborhood actually it takes me like literally two minutes, not even to get there. So. Oh, that's awesome. Wicked. You can roll out of bed. Well, I know you do your morning bike, bike rides. You still doing that? Yeah, I'm on a a pretty rough pro. Well, I wouldn't say rough. It's pretty. Uh, I'm on a program right now called Seventy Five Hard. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's it, it calls for two workouts a day, and one of them has to be outside. So I find the easiest thing is just get like the outdoor one out of the way right away in the morning. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh. It's Seventy Five Hard man. is that um David Goggins? No, Andy Frizilla, the guy that oh, owned okay. First Form Supplement Company. I've got yeah, like, I know Andy Frizzello. He's like the guy who basically swears the whole time and all of his motivational speaking. He's like, fuck this, fuck that. I don't know if you are going to cut this out, but. No, yeah. no, you can swear. I don't give a shit, man. Yeah. Say whatever Andy, you want. Andy Frizzello is hard as fuck. I know that. Yeah, he's hardcore, man. And this is like a, a cool little discipline program that he's made. There's like six rules you got to follow every single day for 75 days straight. And uh, if you miss one of the rules, then you have to start back at square, well, like day one. So it's kind of like oh. a never-ending program. Like you just have to complete it to get out of it. Unless you just fold and quit, which, I mean, you could do as well. But I, I Sorry, I, which day did you say you're on? Right now, this is day 53. So I'm on the home Ooh. stretch, man. I'm on the last like third of this. I'm just plugging away, man. I'm like, it's like Groundhog Day, dude. Like every day is the exact same. <laughs> just to hit every every single like one of the rules because i i like in the beginning i was so anxious to miss one of the rules yeah and uh now it's just like routine at this point now like it's just like, don't crack that's it nice and uh what time do you wake up what what time's the alarm 4 a.m <laughs> oh my god man like i wake up at sometimes six seven and i'm like okay that's that's early I'm definitely like an eight o'clock guy. Eight o'clock is like a good time for me to wake up. 
Yeah, you know, and, and people have said that to me. They're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, I wish I could wake up at four o'clock. But dude, I'm going to be honest. I am just a morning person. It works for me. It Like, I'm completely fine with it. I get super tired. Like, if we had done this at seven o'clock, by the end of it, I would have been beat. Like, I'm, I get super tired at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. I can't function well. Nice. Well, yeah, I guess that's, that's like me too. I kind of go to bed at like 10, but I, I, I think I function best on like nine hours of sleep. Nine hours, eh? That's, that's me. I mean, I could do less, but nine hours and I feel the most kind of, uh, my energy levels are the most stable throughout the day. If I do like eight or seven, I'm, I can tell like, like I almost want to nap, but I, I don't unless it's like six, but yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I find like finding a little magic number for sleep is so hard because so many people will tell you different things. And then there's always like those guys that are like, nah, man, I'm, I'm like that hustle gang, no team, no sleep. I can yeah. live off of four hours of sleep. Like that's crazy, man. I can't believe people live like that. Yeah. I, I'm honestly, I'm pretty sure if you don't have at least seven hours of sleep, you're more likely like 20% more likely to die in your sixties. Really? Yeah, like it's sleep is as you know, sleep's so important, right? Like you gotta yeah. at least get six, seven hours. Like people who are doing five, four hours, like you're gonna burn out, like or you're aging twice as fast. I, I, I like I'll be honest, I do it once in a while. Like there's times where I'm like, Oh, I just have to stay up late and I know my four AM alarm clock is coming. But yeah. uh even if I do it one day, it's like I can feel it, man. It's br- it's brutal. It's rough. Really? Yeah. I, are, you, I, are you a napper or no? I try not to be. I find that napping, like napping such a weird thing because if you don't time it well, you can wake up even more tired. Like yeah. I'm like, I don't know if it's because I've had like a few concussions or just because I was an idiot when I was a kid. But I feel like if I, if I nap too long, I'll wake up like kind of like cloudy and like foggy minded. Like I can't think straight. Like unfocused, like I don't know. Naps don't work for me, man. I think uh, at the twenty-minute mark, it's between the twenty and thirty-minute mark. Your REM sleep cycle kicks in, so that's basically like that's why they say a twenty-minute nap is the best you can do. Like fifteen is good, twenties are the most. But like I think if you go past twenty, you wake up actually more tired because your REM sleep cycle kicks in, right? Yeah. Body's like, okay, I'm resting now, so it almost goes into like a completely rested state when all your like hormones are being utilized and things like that. And, um, but yeah, I think 20 minutes is like the magic marker for me. If I do 20 minutes, I can wake up more energized than when I went to bed for sure. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe I nap for too long, man. Cause anytime I nap, I feel like when I wake up, like I'll usually set an alarm for myself and I usually do a half hour. And then the second I wake up, I'm like hitting snooze on that alarm. And I'm like, dude, this defeats the purpose. Like I, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> like I would have been fine if I had just not nap. Yeah. Um, have you watched any good movies lately? Sorry to like change the topic, but no, no, it's all good. Um, uh, movies. I haven't really watched any movies. I haven't really had the time just cause I've been like kind of working a lot, but I did watch, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but I really recommend it. Um, the social dilemma on Netflix. Man. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny. I was actually just going to bring that up too. Yeah. I just um, watched that... it. I just finished it last night. I had to do it in three sittings cause I've been like a little bit busy and I need to make sure I get my sleep, but yeah, the social, the social dilemma. Um, we'll go back to that, but also the, uh, octopus teacher. Have you seen that octopus teacher? Yeah. It's on Netflix. No, I haven't seen it. What is it? Oh man. It was like literally so a person cool. who trains an octopus. Uh, it's about a guy from South Africa who goes and visits, he finds this octopus in her den and goes and visits her for like 300 and don't quote me on this, but like 326 days or something like that. And octopuses only live for, uh, or octopi. I don't know what the actual word is. Um, they only live octopi. Yeah. So they only live for a year. So they only have one year and he was there with her for like 324 days. He went and visited her like every single day and they documented oh my god man it is the craziest thing like to see how smart and adaptive these things are it's almost like they're complete aliens there's no way these things are not alien like they came from a separate planet and they've been living in our ocean they can change colors on an instant um the way they can shield themselves there's like a scene where a shark comes by and it can tell it's in danger because it sees the shark and it grabs because each arm has a separate brain right so 
technically, like if you think about it that way, octopus have eight brains and each one can uh, think like differently. So each part reaches over and grabs like a separate shell or like a rock or something and it completely rolls itself into like this little like shield with all these different rocks and things and it's sitting there and all you see is its eye looking through and it's just staring, watching the shark go by and then as soon as the shark goes by, drops all the rocks and like swims off back to its den. I was like, what animal knows how to like pick up things and shield itself? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting. And like the way that they can like just like kind of like slip through like little like crevices and stuff. Like I I believe I heard I don't know if it's octopus or squid, but like if they can fit their mouth through, their whole body can fit. That's octopus, yeah. Because when I was crabbing, we dealt with a lot of octopus, and like yeah, there's little um, small holes in our checker where we dump the crabs into, mm. and it's probably like I don't know if you can see that, but like yeah, maybe two inches by an inch. And literally, you have a huge, I'm talking 180-pound octopus, Pacific octopus, in our checker, and it's sitting there, and it's, its head is about that big. And all of a sudden, you're looking at it, and a second later, it slips through that little teeny checker hole that's like this big. And it's back out in the ocean. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, if you turn your back on it for a second, it's gone. That's insane. So let's talk about that, man, because I saw that on your, I saw that on like your stories and your posts a lot. Like, how'd you get into doing that? Like, I was like, dude, this guy's on Deadliest Catch. Yeah, it is Deadliest Catch. I mean, we're not quite as north as they are, and they're going for uh, Alaskan king crab, and we go for Dungeness. But my cousin's been doing it for a little while, uh, a couple a couple seasons now, and he just offered me the gig. He's like, hey, man, if you want, do you want to come up? I think he thinks I could physically handle it. I don't know about mentally because that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. It kind of reminded me of like Navy SEAL training. I mean, I don't know anything about that, but I've studied a little bit into it. And where else do they starve you, deprive you of sleep, and work you for like 20 plus hours a day? And then sometimes you have a shitty skipper, which is like your captain, and he's yelling at you, telling you to work harder and telling you there's no breaks and stuff like that. Like, it's like Navy SEAL training in a way, because, uh, there's certain points where you're so hungry and you're so sleep deprived and it's almost like you're working and you're lifting these 120, 80 to 120 pound crab pots and you're stacking them on the back of the boat. And then you're just checking crabs all day long. Uh, you have a marker. So there's like a little ruler that you measure them to make sure that it's a male. And then it has to be, I don't know the exact, um, I forget, I think it's six inches. So the shell up from uh, spike to spike on the shell has to be six inches. And then you can throw it into your hold, which is where you collect all the crabs. So, yeah, sometimes you're out there for uh, my second trip. We were out there for seven days, seven days out in the open ocean. Like you can't see land. You're working exactly like 20 hours a day kind of thing. You get a couple food breaks, but it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. But like the reward is extreme, man. Like I, everything else in life seems so much easier. I'm like, it's not crabbing. Like, I can do anything but crabbing again, and I'd be happy. Unreal, dude. I might want to try that. That's so sick. Yeah, it's, I recommend it just uh, as like a, almost like rite of passage as a man. You know what I mean? Like, you know how some guys go out to the woods and like kill a bear or they like skin a deer and live out in the woods for a couple months? Like, I recommend going out in a crab boat for a couple weeks. If you can do that, oh my God, then you have my respect. That's insane, dude. So yeah, like it, you just kind of put like your life on pause. You're like, yo, I'm going out for a couple of weeks. That's it. Yeah. Like the opportunity came up and the money, like the money's insane. Like I was only half share and I was still making like over quite a bit over a thousand a day. Insane. So, and there's people that get full share, like my cousin and uh, a lot of the other guys who've done a couple seasons, they get full share. So if I'm making quite a bit over a thousand a day. Imagine what they're making. They're making double me. Unreal, man. So the money is insane, but physically I think maybe 5% of the actual population could handle that. No joke. Like in a sense of physical and mental, there's certain points where you're like, can I do this? Can I wake up? We got two hours of sleep and they're like, all right, here we go again. Day two. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. That's man. nuts, dude. I just remember at a certain point I was prepping myself for a while because my uh, other cousin who I'm living with actually, uh, he was telling me, he's like, oh man, like it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And he was giving me all these horror stories. And then when I got into it, 
I was like, okay, this is not even anything like he talked about. Like he, he told me horror stories, but this is way worse than I thought it was. Man. Did you ever feel like you were endangered? Like not like just like was sleep deprived or like food deprived. Did you ever feel like you were in danger at all? Uh, not really because I went kind of like in the peak of summer, which is like the best weather. So I actually had a couple sunny days, which is awesome. Nice. But there were certain storms we had where like the boats or excuse me, the, um, waves are coming over the boat so like there's certain points where you're carrying this hundred pound crab trap and you're walking it from the um bow to the stern and all of a sudden a big wave comes over and it like splashes you and you basically get knocked on your ass so it could be a little bit dangerous and there was i definitely have some injuries like my hand i still have no feeling in uh, my pointer finger in both hands um nice. and i'm pretty, pretty sure i have the onset of carpal tunnel and i fell and hit my wrist pretty good uh, so yeah, your body takes a beating for sure, but there's, yeah, like the risk of falling over. Like if you're sleep deprived and you're working like that, you're almost like not fully firing on all cylinders. So yeah, I could see someone like tipping off the boat or a wave knocks them over, or maybe they drop a trap on them or I don't know. There's, there's a lot of dangers involved. I think it's actually the top five deadliest jobs in the world. They said, yeah, no kidding, man. I, I feel like maybe, uh, yeah. That's nuts. But I feel like there's a lot of risk in a lot of different jobs. Like even like, I don't know, maybe I'm an idiot, but like I shot a nail through my hand while I, I work in construction, man. So like I'm missing feeling in, in my uh, middle finger on my left hand. But Where did uh, it go through? Like right on the inside? Like between the... Where, where did no, 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 exactly? no. My finger. It was my finger. I shot oh. through my finger. It's all kind of healed up now. You can't really see it, but yeah, there's no way you could see it, but. Yeah, no. <laughs> I shot it like right through my fingertips. So it went in through like somewhere around here and then came out like right in my fingertip. I just missed my nail. So it's kind of like angled this way. Mm. And uh, I was really lucky, man. No like permanent nerve damage. It should come back. But uh, just the tip of it's numb. Just the tip, man. Mm. You'll never get that back, you think, right? I have no idea. They They said I should, but I don't know. It's like kind of like a weird little tingly feeling. It's, it is what it is. My thumb on this hand is numb as well. I sliced that a couple of years back. So mm. I'm, I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, I think you could probably handle crowding. <laughs> if you're doing construction and you're hurting yourself like that and like not really complaining, then for sure I think you could probably handle it. Well, like, dude, it's a fingertip, man. Like, whatever. Like, and I still have the finger. Like, that's the thing. I've seen, like, like I've seen horror stories. I have an uncle that sliced off two of his fingers. So like, oh. I feel like I'm blessed, man. I have all my, my fingers. I'm good to go. Just like the tip is numb, whatever, man. Yeah. I don't know. Um, weird let's, let's go back to the uh, social dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Cause there's a lot of points we could talk about in that. That rocked my world, man. That was crazy. Man. About it. Well, it's all kind of things I knew, but the whole, like, I never really knew in depth that like, they're basically monitoring how long you're looking at a picture and things like that. And then like, mm -hmm. I knew about the advertisements cause there's been numerous times where I've talked to somebody about something. I'm like, Hey, you know, this bottle of wine is awesome. Like I really like this bottle of wine. I can't wait to try it. And then all of a sudden my whole advertisements on my feed are like bottles of wine from that company. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Someone's definitely listening to me. So I knew that. And obviously whatever you type in Google, it's all like searched and, but for, if I think about it like this, Instagram has so much control over what we're doing on their actual app. But imagine what they say the secret government has on us for everything on our phone or like everything's tracked, everything's monitored, everything's recorded. Like, especially with COVID now, every kind of business. So all the businesses that have been, you know, like the typical person who moved here from some foreign country, uh, opened up a store, busted their ass since day one, built that uh, business from the ground up and they're showing up every single day working their ass off and all of a sudden COVID hits and they're forced to shut down. Now what happens is they're saying, okay, if you want to continue business, you have to do it online because we don't want people to come to your store. We don't want, uh, we want to practice social safe distancing, things like that. So now all of a sudden the government's saying we want everything to be monitored, uh, monetized, recorded, everything like online essentially. So all your business has to be done online. So they have records of how uh, donair sales are, how uh, gym sales are, everything, because everything is now uh, has a receipt on it, you know, or recorded. Mm. 
So it's kind of freaky. And they're, the fact that they're talking about like getting rid of cash, ooh, man, it's like everything will be on paper. Everything we do, everything we think about, everything, it's just, it's creepy. It's like complete dehumanizing and turning us into like AI and robotics. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm a pretty big, like I don't get paid in cash at all. Well, I get tips from the restaurant, but I, uh, I still carry around cash just because I feel like cash is always easier. Cash is king. Like yeah. imagine like, imagine like, I always think of it like this. This is, this is like one of the reasons I carry cash on me is like, you imagine like you're maybe downtown one night or you're just out and about and you get in a jam. Dude, having cash on you is really powerful. Like just to be able to get help from somebody. If you're like, yeah. hey man, can I borrow your phone? I'll give you 20 bucks. Like, yeah, seriously. Like, that, like, you know, like it's so useful to have cash. Dude, if they got rid of cash, that'd be scary. You'd have to give away assets. You'd be like, here's my watch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> here's my watch yeah but yeah it's, it's just freaky man like they're doing everything online now it's like all these businesses like especially like the older generation i don't know if that's generation x generation x anyways they're they're not into social media and this kind of stuff and like being on a computer and all of a sudden they're like forced to run their business online and it's just weird man it's like they're forcing everybody out of their comfort zone and making everybody uh, comply to these whole like okay social distancing and but now obviously businesses are open a lot of businesses are open but there was a period where if you wanted to keep your business alive you had to do it online yeah so, like, I even know that. guys our age man like I know guys our age a lot of like trades guys that are just like man I don't want to like fuck computers I don't want to learn all this stuff like there's guys like that as well. Like I know guys that are just like that. Yeah. They're our age. They're just like carpenters or plumbers and they just want to work and that's it. They yeah. don't want to learn how to like use computers properly. Like, I don't know. I like there's, there's something to be said about either way, but I feel like, uh, yeah, it's so weird, man. I found like one of my biggest things that I notice, and this is like kind of something I was paying attention to right before I watched it anyways. But after I watched it, is like how they time your notifications and stuff like that. Oh. Because I know, what like, you mean, like timing exactly, like, in so this, in the case of like how they love be like, okay, he's clearly disinterested. Let's give him something to stimulate him. Yeah, like I know, like for myself, because so like I wake up early, right, and so I'm in bed pretty early as well, and because I used to have like kind of like I'm like really ex like kind of impulsive and extreme with everything I do. And like, I'm pretty, I have a really addictive personality. So like, if I have my phone by my bed, I'll sit on my phone and I won't go to sleep. So I plug my phone in like kind of across my bedroom. Yeah. And so I'll go to bed, like I'll plug my phone in usually around like 8, 8.30 and then I'm in bed by like 9-ish. And um, that's when my notifications pour in, man. So it'll be like YouTube, oh. like YouTube channels I subscribe to. They'll be like, did you see this video today? Or like Twitter, like Twitter will shoot me like, oh, oh this person yeah, yeah. retweeted this. And then like, I'll get like all these notifications pour in around like eight, nine o'clock at night when I typically like go to bed and have my phone off. Well, yeah. not off, but not like in my hands. And it's how they draw you in, right? Yeah. And then you know what? They draw you in. Yeah. And I'll open up the notification and the video would have been posted like five hours ago. Or like the tweet would have been sent like two, three hours ago. And it's like, dude. Like you would think and like intuitively that they would just like the video gets uploaded and then I get the notification, but it's like, yeah. no dude, they're timing it. Like they know exactly like when you stop using. And I don't say like they, like it's a person, like it's a machine obviously that's doing yeah, it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like they, they, like this machine can figure out like when you're stopping using your phone and how to get you back on it. Cause it has worked on me a couple of times where I'm like, Dude, like, dude, my phone's popping off. It's eight thirty. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to bed, and so I'll like check it, and I'm like, man, why do I have all these random notifications that I would never actually pay attention to? Like, it's just like weird, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now that you say that, I actually noticed that YouTube will send me because there's like motivational clips and like pages I follow, like training pages. Yeah, they'll actually send me a notification most of the time when I go work out, like on my way to the gym. It'll like YouTube. Um, bodybuilding motivation or something like that pops up. I'm like, okay, how does it know that I'm going to the gym? And that actually happened today, which is weird because it's like, I usually kind of go around the same time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I got a YouTube notification saying the new video posted and I was like, okay, that's 
and I was actually looking for music. I'm like, I need something to like listen to today. I'm like, maybe I'll just like skip music and go to like YouTube because I like to do that sometimes too, where I just put on like a motivational movie or something like that, or even just listen to like some motivational speaker or podcast. But yeah, it like notified me on my way to the gym. Like, okay, what are the chances that I was thinking I need to listen to something new today? And then this notifies me on my way to the gym. Yeah, man. I get that as well. Hold up. I'm going to pause it really quick because I got to run to the washroom really quick. I'm not even going to edit this out because that's how authentic we are here. But I'm just going to pause the recording real quick and I'm going to go to the washroom. Okay. (laughs) All right. With the magic of pausing the recording, that was a one second bathroom break. But uh, that's just a testament to how difficult this like task is. So one of the rules is you have to drink at least a gallon of water every single day. So I'm uh, on your 75 day... uh get hard yeah 75 hard yeah so yeah that's one of the rules is drink at least a gallon of water a day but i sweat quite a bit because i work in construction and i go to the gym so i i kind of upped it to five liters kind of stupidly but yeah but uh yeah man it's uh that's just a little like testament to how how kind of annoying it is because you're going to wash them all the time but uh you get used to it man it is what it is yeah you got to drink your water i i probably do what maybe three honestly not that much man i probably do like three shaker cups a day that's probably not enough but i feel like that's good though i feel like that's good i think that a liter is a little or i mean a gallon i feel like is a little bit excessive but yeah. um I, I i feel like it's nice i feel like it uh i used to drink like probably four or five coffees a day like i just drink black coffee so it's not like sugar or cream or milk or anything like that that's but just good, yeah but um, even five coffees a day is pretty pretty bad for you, man. I feel like for your heart or – I don't know why. It's probably just bad for you. I think it's acidic for your stomach. I don't know. A lot of people have told me a lot of different things. But the point of what I'm trying to say is I, since I'm drinking so much water, I cut down my coffee because I'm like if I'm drinking coffee and this much water, there's no work I can do. Like I'm pretty much just going to the washroom all day. So yeah. I cut my coffee down to two coffees a day and all this water – and my energy levels have skyrocketed, man. Like, I feel really? so much more energized. I don't know if it's the water or just working out this often. but uh, um, Your cells are hydrated. You're working out lots. Like, your energy is just off the charts. Like, it's definitely a combination of everything, right? Yeah, and eating well as well, man. I haven't eaten this well as consistently as I have in so long. Even when I was doing bodybuilding or, like, a prep, you have a cheat meal maybe once a week, every two weeks kind of thing. Where I was yeah. like, dude, I haven't had a cheat meal since I started this. So I'm on 53 days with like literally wow. sticking to my diet. Wow. How do you resist temptation when you're at, uh, at work like you're uh, serving? Uh, what, like one of my rules that I've set for myself is I don't eat anything I don't make. So if I haven't made it, then I'm not eating it. There's no, I, mm. it's easy for me to say no that way. It's like I'm so used to it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's I'm hard. Kinda, man. A lot of people can't do that. I'm in robot mode right now, dude. It's Groundhog Day. Like, it's just the same thing over and over and over and again. Like, yeah, it's brutal. It's fun. It's like, it's nice. You feel like a champion. Like, every day I feel like Rocky, man. Really? <laughs> like, it's it's kind of fun. I don't know. I For me, I, I like, I kind of thrive. I, I really like, uh, like, feeling like an underdog. Like, feeling like I can't do something. Like, that's something that I really enjoy. So, like. Yeah. It makes me feel good at the end of my day. I always just think of that, man. I, I'm like, man, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel so much better. You should set your alarm, your morning alarm to Rocky, like the uh, theme song. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> I actually should. That'd be so sick. That would be awesome. <laughs> Which one, though? Because there's the two, man. There's Eye of the Tiger, and then there's the uh, – what's that one? Uh, what's it even called? Oh, Gonna Fly Now? Is that what it's called? You know, I don't know what it's actually called, but I think that's it. Yeah. But I was thinking I the tiger. Yeah. I the tiger. There was, um, you know, David Goggins, you mentioned him earlier, right? Yeah. 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 So he, he talks about, you know, I I think it was the song going to fly now the song from Rocky that he would sing during his Navy SEAL training. No way. Yeah. Over and over and over again. And then he, he played it. When he did his like uh, world record for the pull-ups, he just oh, listened yeah. to that song over and over again for like the entire time. So like 24 hours straight, because I think he was setting the record for 24 hours. Wow. And um, 
I, I was listening to that one time and I listened to Eye of the Tiger that day for my entire workout on repeat. Really? <laughs> yeah, like an hour and a half workout. Just Eye of the Tiger the entire time, man. Well, man, it goes to show like how powerful music actually is, right? Yeah, like, dude. And it goes back to like so many generations since we were cavemen. Like that's how we like communicated was like, like through music and like tones. And that's why I'm like music is so primal, but it's so powerful. Yeah, dude. You know, I've actually debated kind of making a video on it, talking about, you know, how music can impact your, not like mental health, but your mind state. Yeah. Because, man, like for me, music is everything. Like music is literally everything. Like when I'm like, yeah. like, like a morning bike ride and I'm not feeling it, like I just hit leg day the day before or two days before. And I'm like, man, I do not want to do cardio right now. Like music is the only thing that carries me through those times. Really? Oh what yeah. What do you listen 100%. to normally? Like, what's your what's your uh, hype up music? Depends on my mood, man. Depends on yeah, my mood. I, I'll it's listen. All on mood. I'll listen to like either like when I'm working out, it's either hip hop, like rap, or like heavy metal. But sometimes, very rarely, sometimes I can listen to like reggae or something smooth just to like kind of coast through it if I'm just doing like a steady state cardio. But if yeah. I'm lifting heavy, it's it's going to be like heavy metal or rap for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like same as me. But then like I'll kind of go back and forth. Like I'll do heavy metal for a little bit, rap for a little bit, and then I just go into like pure podcasts or like motivational clips of like hour-long recordings of The Rock just talking about his struggles and things like that or Jordan Peterson anybody like that that can just like sometimes I just want knowledge almost Les know? Brown man do you ever listen to Leslie Brown he's the uh the black guy who's like how bad do you want it that kind of guy no that guy he's a that's a different one I can't remember that guy's name right now but Les Brown is from like the 80s name. man Oh, okay. Brown's from like the 80s. My buddy sent me an hour-long clip of him the other day, like literally as I walked into the gym. And I was like, I didn't even reply to his message. I just opened the video and listened to the video for the entire time. And I messaged him after my workout. I was like, I don't know how you timed that so well, but I was <laughs> literally walking into the gym and I listened to that. And I was like tearing up as I was working out because this guy's so sick, man. Yeah. I'll send you the video the actually after this. That's yeah, definitely send it to me, man. I'm I'm excited because uh, that's the kind of stuff I love. Like anything that brings emotion out, you know. Rap's good in its way, but I'm like nothing. Like nothing's more powerful than some sort of emotional aspect when you're training. When you're like kind of going back to your roots and where you started and things like that. It's just like there's nothing more powerful for sure. And speaking of going back to Octopus Teacher, I actually cried a little bit during that movie. That's how really? good. It is. Oh man, at the end, like. Oh, it's just like he. Don't ruin it. So don't, ruin it. Yeah. don't ruin it. Yeah, don't ruin it. I don't watch it, but I ended up tearing up. But definitely go watch it on Netflix, man. It was awesome. So cool. Octopus Teacher. That's what it's called. Uh, my Octopus Teacher. Yeah. My Octopus Teacher. I'm gonna check that. But yeah, it's so so cool, man. It's a documentary. So unreal. Anyways, <laughs> very cool. Um, but yeah, social dilemma. Oh my god, that was just crazy, man. Like right, my actually, world. I'm scared to raise a girl like in the coming future, like a little girl, especially guys, we can handle it a little bit better with like the social media thing. We're not always looking for the next like and comment, but like nowadays, man, there's so many girls that will do anything for a dollar. And it's really sad. It's really sad. I feel like, I feel like the real danger for a lot of people, like, I don't know, it's, I'd say like mainly girls for this one, but I feel like guys do this as well. I feel like one of the main problems with social media for, I'd, I'll say young people, is like this like unattainable standard of beauty that people are looking for. That's what I'm saying, exactly, man. And like, it's not always about like likes or like how many followers you have. It's like you see these people and you just feel like shit because you don't have you know, like the cars they have, like for guys, it would be like the cars they have, the muscles they have, the girls that they have. For like girls, it's, I don't know, like every every type of, like that's the thing with, with girls. I feel like it's like everything. Like it's like their hair, yeah. their eyes, their nose, their lips, their bodies. Like it's like every little aspect is like, it's like we're almost like setting up an unattainable like standard of beauty and, and, and what like that looks like to the point where like, 
And I've had pe- I've had conversations with like family members or even close friends of mine where I'm like, what are you talking about? You look beautiful. Like what the fuck are you know? Like yeah. it's insane. That point in the movie when the little girl starts like crying because like someone made fun of her nose or her ears. Her that's ears. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was like, she's such a beautiful, cute little girl. And then she's like feeling so bad about herself. And then she's using those she, apps to like change her face. She cries, man. And she cries. I'm like, oh, that hit me. There was a certain point when I'm like, okay, if, if they're going to like hit me with a suicide right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. I thought yeah. the little girl was all of a sudden just going to like kill herself or something like that. Cause like, they're talking about suicide rates and things like that with uh, young kids and depression. It's so sad, man. Like this new generation, it's like, it's almost like we're going backwards. I don't know if I, I think I said that last, the last podcast too, but certain points, certain things we're actually going backwards. We're going forward in a lot of ways, or we're going backwards in a lot of ways too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just raising kids in this new generation. It's, it's going to be, yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be really tough. How do you tell your kid who's like 13, like, no, you don't get a cell phone. Like all my friends have cell phones, but I don't want you having a cell phone. You don't need a cell phone. You have no car. It'll be with me all the time. You don't need a cell phone because the internet is a dark and interesting place. Yeah, it's a weird one, man. I I had this conversation with a buddy of mine the other day because he was like, man, I I don't think I want to have a kid. Like, I don't know. It's just so rough out there right now. And I, this was kind of what I said to him, man. Like, imagine, like, dude, my grandpa was born in Denmark. Well, yeah, like, a lot of my family's from Europe. My grandpa was born in Denmark. He was present in Copenhagen when the Nazis took over, invaded, and, and like, pretty much took over their entire city, country. And, um, you know, like, what if he had thought the same thing? What if he's like, man, like, fuck this. I don't want to have kids in a world like this. Because, like, dude, you literally have Nazis invading your city. Like, it's not like, you know like covert operations or anything like that. Like these guys are literally marching through the streets. There's swastikas everywhere. Like it's scary. And like, imagine yeah. if he thought the same thing, he's like, man, I don't want to have kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I know. But I don't know. There's just got to be better ways to like monitor the internet use and things like that. I guess that's really what it comes down to is just monitoring it. And like, I don't know, man, it's just, it's, stresses me out a little bit thinking about raising a girl and like her seeing all these other girls online and like oh this girl does this she has an only fans and she makes this much money and i'm having to work a normal job and it's oh man it's just it's rough 100 percent, 100 percent. and sorry i was just distracted by something i had to pick it up it's like my ocd <laughs> but um yeah dude it is rough and i well like yeah I feel like the same could be said for guys. Like, once again, I feel like the same could be said for guys. It's so, yeah, it is weird, man. It's really weird. You have, like, yeah, you have, like, guys that are, like, on on there. And, you know, it could lead to, like, a lot of unhealthy lifestyles for guys as well. Oh, yeah. 100%, man. There's right? a, but I think guys are a little bit better in that whole, like, self-image. Like, guys are more, like, take me or leave me. You know what I mean? And I feel like some girls are more, not every girl, of course, but some are very dependent on um, their looks and how they're in, like their social status, essentially. Guys are just, since we're guys, we just don't care as much about that stuff. So, yeah, but there's other things that guys value. Like a lot of guys will value like making money or, or like, Oh, I have to be an entrepreneur. I have to like do my own thing. Like, I feel like they're, it's like really unhealthy for a lot of guys. If they're just like, they are someone that likes to just kind of work a nine to five. Like I've got a lot of buddies that just work nine to five jobs, they're mechanics or whatever. And they're perfectly happy, man. They're like, you know, they make pretty decent money. They're perfectly happy working that job. Like, I feel like it could be pretty poisonous sometimes for people. I know for myself, like I've been like, man, I'm, you know, 25 years old. There's 25 year olds that make millions and millions of dollars. Like, what am I doing? Like, am I even doing something that's worthwhile right now? Like, you know, like I've had that thought. And it's like, numerous times, numerous times. That's, and I consider like myself someone that's got like quite a bit of mental fortitude, but like, if I'm having that thought and I consider myself to be strong mentally, I could only imagine like how other people must feel, man. Yeah, and that's why depression rates are up, whatever, since 30, 40, what was it, 40%? Something it, like that? Yeah. Or maybe it was more, maybe it was more, I don't know, man, but suicide, depression, it's really sad to see that that's the way the world's going because everybody has this 
ideal image they're living up to and everybody portrays their best life online. Um, like all these celebrities, oh, this is me, this is my wonderful wife, this is the car I drive. And it's like, all we see is that, you know, we never see the bad stuff. No one ever posts the bad stuff. Yeah. So, Except David Goggins, man. He posts everything. That's the best thing about it, man. People look for real. Like, I, I want to follow someone who's real, who shows me, yeah, you know, I had a shitty day or this is what I used to be like and I worked my ass off to get here. Like, that's the stuff I want to see, not the one who's always constantly on his A-game. Did you see that picture he posted yesterday of his feet? No, I didn't see his feet, no. Bro. What? <laughs> it is atrocious, dude. Oh, just the damage and from, yeah, from running? Yeah, just from running every day. Like, every single day. For like he, I think he does two hours a day of running. Every single oh, day. They're probably pretty gross. Dude, it is the most atrocious thing ever. You should check it out after this. It's, it's, oh, I, I will for sure. It's the nastiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, my feet after crabbing looked like pretty nasty, so I can only imagine him for like years and years of doing two hours of running a day are probably pretty gnarly. Bro, I thought it was Photoshop when I saw it. I was like, there's no way. And then I saw the name David Goggins, and I was like, that's his feet for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's his yeah. feet. I could buy that. I just saw that picture. I didn't see who posted it. I saw the picture. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's just like one of those weird pictures where they're posting, like, I don't know, whatever. And I was like, oh, David Goggins. That's his actual feet for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I believe Yeah. Guys are freak. You had some, you had some stuff. Cause I know that you wanted to chat about a couple of different things before we like, kind of like get too sidetracked. Is there anything that you wanted to chat about today that you wanted to share or. Um, I think we kind Not of to call you out I, mean, on I didn't it. have I didn't have much written down to be honest I always like just like our last one I was like let's just wing it and see what yeah. happens um what was I gonna ask uh oh I wanted to share my Cambo experience that was pretty cool and that's something I feel like people would benefit from yeah uh, have you heard of combo 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 no no so it's like the poison from uh an Amazonian uh tree frog Wow. That you basically scrape off, you burn a little like, uh, you burn your skin just to open it up. And then you scrape this basically venom off this toad and you put it, well, actually we had it kind of like, I guess it was sent to us from, I think it was sent from Peru. And you basically- Is this legal? Like, Should we be talking about this? Oh, it's legal, man. It's okay, legal. cool. They carry it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but you need a shaman and stuff like that too. Like it's, it's, it's not anything too bad. Like- you still get a shaman like you can't just go to a store and buy it right um but it's not as much psychedelic as it is like uh physical it's very physical so basically they burn you with a couple different spots i actually still have the scars like on my shoulders and on my uh she did like my uh tailbone and then also my shoulder so i went for two days and that was a really cool experience so basically it's the feeling like you're dying so it's like very acute poisoning so when she puts the poison onto your burn it goes right into your right into your body right like it's instant mm. and within like probably 10 seconds your whole skin turns on fire like your whole skin feels like it's burning i don't know if you've ever had a niacin flush but it's like a niacin flush times a thousand so your skin goes on fire all of a sudden your eyes feel like they're about to like pop out of your head and you feel like you're dying for probably, I think my first, the first day lasted about 20 minutes. And the second day when I did it, cause it was my tailbone, I guess it's more of a, like an easier spot to, to feel it. That was probably almost 30 minutes where yeah, you're actually fine. Probably man. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's man. It was the craziest experience because the feeling like you're dying and cause it's acute poisoning and you just feel so sick and you're vomiting a lot. So you vomit and then the times you're not vomiting, you're trying to hold yourself together and not like freak out and panic. Cause you're like, okay, this is clearly not good for me. Like, is this going to kill me? And you're basically in the fetal position for like up to half an hour. And I just remember it brought so much emotion out of me. Um, cause again, it's not a psychedelic. You don't see any sort of, crazy hallucinations and things like that but it can bring out some like emotional trauma and uh actually with my parents too which is really cool because they're finally on board with this whole like 
expanded consciousness, psychedelic train that I'm talking about. Cause I'm like, come on, there's more to life. Like you got to like break through these layers that we've built on ourselves throughout our lives of all this like trauma and things like that. And all of our bad habits and try something new. Right. And like, see if it can almost like peel you like an onion. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Peel you like an onion. And uh, yeah, man, it was just such a crazy experience because it was laying there and I just remember I was like, okay, if I die, what are like the last things I want to think about? And I was like bringing up memories from my childhood, um, all the people that did me wrong. And I almost like gave, like forgave them and had peace. I'm like, you know what? Like they hurt me, but maybe they were in a bad place themselves, you know, like no harm done. We're over it, water under the bridge. And uh, it was just such a crazy experience because I went for two days. They sit, they recommend three days but I went for two and then I forget I was doing something the third day and uh you're there for like they prep you for probably three four hours before you do it where you're just like talking about your emotions and everything like that talking about your life any sort of traumas you have because sometimes that's what happens right when you're experiencing the medicine you resort to these like emotional states where you're like some people cry some people freak out some people feel angry um and i i felt like i was just laying there i was i remember i was like okay there's like 16 year old kids in peru doing this as like initiation into being a man i can do this no problem because the second day i was not excited for that and uh once he puts the poison on me all of a sudden your whole body just like starts buzzing like my hands went completely purple so i remember i was sitting there and within 10 seconds i look at my hands and they were dark violet purple and uh, all of a sudden, my eyes felt like they're about to explode. And I was like, okay, here we go. Here's round two. I'm like, and then I closed my eyes. I'm like, okay. And I meditated. I'm like, all right, there's like 16, 13 year old kids in Peru doing this. Like, no problem. Like, I got this. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of like thought about it was weird, though. You think about the weirdest things, man, but it's not very uh, psychedelic in that sense where you're looking at stuff. It's more like you just go really deep into your own head because what happens when you're about to die, right? You usually have those memories flashback of like all your best memories and things like that. And it was, yeah, it was just such a cool experience. And I recommend it for anybody who's looking for um, something to break them out of their shell uh, or to experience what it's like to be poisoned and almost feel like you're dying. Cause uh, yeah, it really wakes you up. Man, that's insane. I have so many questions. So All right. Many questions. Let's, let's, let's hit a couple questions. All right. First one. What, uh, like what, how did you hear about this? What made you want to do it? Like what, how, how did you find the shaman? How did this happen? Um, well, combo I heard about from a few different podcasts. I think I heard it in Aubrey Marcus first, and then I heard it again in another podcast talking about like the benefits of combo and what it can do for you. And like, almost break you out of this uh, normal reality that you're in and like turn you into a higher being in a sense. But I remember I heard about it a couple times and then actually my mom brought it up. My mom was like, Hey, we know a person who's uh, a common uh, Campbell shaman. So I'm like, what? I'm like, you're kidding me. I'm like, I just heard about this like a couple weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, we're thinking about doing it. I'm like, let's do it. Like, let's, I'll do it with you guys. Like, she's like, you're sure you want to do it with your parents? I'm like, hell yeah. I want to do it with my parents. Well, that's like one of the experiences I'm going to bring with me to the grave, you know, unreal being able to do that and experience that and break through all those like kind of emotional ties you had and traumas and things like that. And then, uh, and being with your parents for that, like not many people get to do that with their parents. So I'm like, let's go. Were you scared? Were you nervous? Like, were you anxious for that? Oh man, I was pretty scared. Like when I was watching YouTube videos and seeing people's reactions and you're purging like sometimes for that whole half an hour. So you're, you're sitting there and you're just basically puke and your guts out for half an hour, but it's cleansing in a sense, right? That's what they say. It's like, it's releasing all the bad toxins and like emotional trauma and things like that. And it just comes out. So the crazy thing was, this might be TMI, but uh, we looked at our buckets at the end of the day. uh, And me my mom and my dad, all of us had a separate color. So she's like these, and she explained it. I forget what she, uh, the colors meant, but she said like, yeah, I don't want to like ruin it. But anyways, mine was like dark yellow. My mom's was like almost brown and my dad's was like green. So she's like, think about that. Each one is different because you each are different people, you know, 
Yeah, different so things going on in your stomach, different like levels of acidity, different yeah. Yeah, and like she's also was talking more into like the spiritual side of like yeah, like this could mean hatred, this could mean uh jealousy, this this color means um yeah, it was just it was really cool to see that. And yeah, it was really scary going into it after I watched all the videos of people and their experience and um but I was like, you know what, like when am I ever going to do this again? This is the once in a lifetime opportunity. And I'm always into doing some sort of crazy thing to like expand my consciousness in any way possible, whether it's like mushroom psilocybin or yeah, combo. In this case, it was combo. Unreal. Unreal. So you've actually like died temporarily, right? So like we talked about that last time where you're. Yeah, yeah. Now, how does this compare to that? man it was pretty close it was pretty close like there were certain points where i was like is this ever gonna end and then you just feel like your body's shutting down in a sense like it it physically breaks you to where you're like you're holding yourself in the fetal position like curled up in a ball and you're like you just want it to end like there was a certain point in the first day when i was like almost like begging i'm like please when is this over and uh she's like you're just getting started and like i was like oh my god <laughs> I, love, I love how like reassuring she is she's like no no sweetheart you just entered the party that's it like i'm telling you man she was exactly like you talked right there she's like sweetheart like we're just getting started because she was like <laughs> a pretty pretty intense shaman she's like i've done this like thousands of times with people she's like don't even start complaining yet like you got a lot to go through yet so does and, it uh, end like abruptly or is it like a gradual kind of decline it's pretty it's pretty gradual so it hits you like a train though. You're just sitting there and all of a sudden you you look at your hands and your, your hands start vibrating like uncontrollably. Your hands start shaking, your whole body starts buzzing and you're like, okay. And then you feel the temperature rise. And then all of a sudden my hands started going purple and my vision started getting blurry. I was like, okay, this is probably not good for me. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, what did I get myself into? Nice. But I kind of rode the, rode the train. And then uh, day two, I was a lot more like, pumped up for it because I'm like, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into now. Again, there's kids 13 years old doing this as their initiation to being a man. I can do this. No problem. And, um, yeah, it was just really cool where my mind went. My mind went to like all of my kind of like previous great experiences I had as like a younger person, all my childhood memories. Um, and that's like very similar to like near death experiences, right? You go back to like a lot of your old past memories and like almost reflect on your life and that's definitely what i felt from combo yeah do you feel like it's going to have like permanent impacts on you for the rest of your life or is it something you maybe have to do it again or um well they say like yeah uh, for your immune system like it's with you for life like you do it once because now that i've acutely poisoned myself like that certain things won't affect me as much so i don't know maybe that saved me from covid because i got covid tested when i was in the hospital last time which was about two weeks ago, I went in again for my, my heart. Yeah. And uh, it was basically the same ordeal from five years ago where they said, you know, your heart's basically shutting down slowly. Your atrium is not pumping blood out. So luckily you came in a lot faster this time. So uh, you're not at risk for a stroke yet because it was within 24 hours or something like that. So um, I was lucky. I went pretty quickly. As soon as I noticed my irregularity, I was like, okay, it's time to go to the hospital. So I went and uh it was a simple defibrillation they fixed my heart rhythm i was in the hospital for maybe half a day um i forget where i was going with that but anyways yeah very similar to like combo where it's like near-death experience and uh just reflecting on your life and all the good things and all the things that actually matter right yeah so it's a, so it definitely has impacts that'll last for like lifelong yeah that's what you're saying okay yeah yeah definitely they say like it just changes your almost like your physical threshold because if you can put your body through that, you can almost handle anything, right? Like, right. It's just all increasing your overall threshold on what pain is and what, um, yeah, what you can handle essentially as a human. Man, that's insane. I've never, I, I'm actually surprised I've never heard of that, but also look it up after this for sure. Check it out, man. If How you do you spell it? Is it K-A-M-B-O? K-A-M-B-O. That's yeah. insane. I've never it's, heard of it's that. It's really cool. And people who are like, oh, I'm not into drugs. It's not really a drug. It's, it's a toxin from, a, from an Amazonian frog. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a really cool experience. I, I did like a little story 
because uh, on my Instagram, I did a two-day story of just kind of like ex explaining how I felt going into it, um, explaining how I felt after. Uh, I went a lot more in depth with like, you know, my emotions and things like that, but very cool experience. And I recommend it for anybody, man. Like if you can get through that, you can get through anything. That's insane, dude. Yeah. That's insane, man. And so like, what's like, what's kind of like your next, like, what's your kind of like next thing that you're going to try out, man? Man, I, I know we don't want to talk about drugs, but I want to try ayahuasca. Yeah. Really badly. I want to try ayahuasca. That's been calling me for a long time. And, um, I was planning actually a year ago to go to Peru and I was already looking up flights and going to Iquitos, uh, to do it with a shaman. And I found a couple different, uh, places that I liked, but I never went around, never went around to actually doing it. Um, I don't know why I didn't actually, no, I was, I went to Brazil. So I went to Brazil instead and I had Brazil plans. So I'm like, okay, I'll just, whatever, go to Brazil. I'll, I'll do this another time, but definitely I want to do ayahuasca and, and spend like a whole week in the Amazon and, and do that properly. Why do you think like all these like spiritual, uh, I guess like experiences come from that part of the world? I know like you're not like a doctor on this kind of stuff, but I'm just wondering like, it seems like between like ayahuasca and now Cambo, like it's like, why, why? Like did the, were these people onto something? Like what's. Right. Like it makes you think. And I mean, uh, I know the Mayans are not like directly related to that, but the Mayans were like supposedly like light years ahead of their time. Like everything they talked about, everything they drew was like everything from the future. So maybe these jungle people and jungle tribes are onto something, you know, like going back to almost the basics. And why do you think these things are here? Like who was the first person who decided I'm just going to grab this frog, scrape its back and then rub it on a wound. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's gotta be some thought process to that. Yeah, I think probably the first time happened by accident. Like, I think, I think maybe the frog like kind of got them, and then they had like this crazy experience maybe in the Amazon. And yeah. Was, Whoa. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I was trying to think. I'm like, who would who would think to do that? To be like, let me poison myself and just see what happens. But yeah, yeah maybe they scraped up against it and then just had this experience and then wanted to share it with people and had some sort of like enlightening moment on it. Because why would you? Why else would you want to do that, right? Unless you thought it brought you closer to uh, your maker in a sense that's insane dude that's insane do you think yeah. that it's just on that note you I, i'm assuming that you believe that there's a creator then i believe that everything is divine i believe that um the frog you look at on the ground and the worm you see in the in the dirt everything is connected everything is divine like if you think about the perfect balance of our world it makes sense right like if think about it like this if ducks were the size of a horse do you think the world would continue I've probably not man yeah. everything would get eaten by ducks you know what i mean so it's like everything ducks is are that like, badass ah uh, if they were the size of a horse man they would keep they'd be eating every human yeah they'd be after us flying from the sky and eating all of us <laughs> like yeah so if you think about it everything is the perfect balance there's the perfect population of each species um the size of everything um, their defense mechanisms, they're not like, other than octopus, octopus have the most crazy defense mechanisms and they're definitely alien, but everything else is perfectly balanced and made for this world. They're definitely so, alien. Do they say that in the documentary? Is that your conclusion? Oh, that's been my conclusion for a long time. I just know how smart they are and the things they can do, man. And like the way they can change colors. I'm like, these are not made on earth. Like they were sent here from some sort of, I don't know, maybe they were here before us. But um, anyway, ancient aliens, man. ancient aliens. Yeah, they've been here in the water for a long time. Uh, but yeah, it's just weird how everything is so perfectly balanced. So uh, to me, I believe everything is divine. Everything is God. But I don't believe there is one ultimate being, if that makes sense. Mm. Just the fact that everything works together in the system and everything can live on, like, live with each other, means that we're all in a sense God and we're all divine. Yeah. That's such a nuts. I, I've like kind of been trying to figure that out recently. And I feel like so many people will say it's such an obvious answer. Like everyone's kind of like polarized in that sense. And like everyone I talk to at least is either like, dude, there's definitely a God. And then there's other people you speak to and they're like, dude, are you crazy? There's definitely no God. 
and you're like, man, how do you know this? Like, why are you so certain? Yeah. No one, no one knows. I don't even know. I have no idea, man. Like me just saying that is just me saying that life in general is, is God, you know, but who knows? We'll never know. That's beyond us. That's a, a question we'll never know. Um, but yeah, I mean, just makes you think, right? That's why there's psychedelics because it brings you closer to whatever you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. And it's one of those things. It's so weird. I feel like that's almost like everything right now. And they even talk about that in the social dilemma. Dude, we should basically be running a commercial for them right now. They should be paying this. But um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, they true. talk about that polarization in the social dilemma. I feel like everything's so polarized now, man. What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I don't like talking about that topic too much anymore. I'm like, we've talked about it so much. And just the whole social dilemma thing, when I think too much into it, it actually like gives me anxiety. I don't get anxiety easy, but I'm like the whole topic of this social dilemma. It just, it brings up my anxiety big time. Yeah, man. hundred percent. Well, back to, uh, we'll, we'll root it back to mental <laughs> health then. We'll root it back we're, to we're, mental we're health. We're done with that. We were done yeah. with that topic. <laughs> we'll do a full 180 right here, I guess. And, and go like, so if, if that may, if that made you feel anxious, I mean, like, do you know of any solutions for that? Or maybe just anxiety in general? Like how, how do you cope with that? Uh, for me, the gym has been a huge outlet, of course, just channeling my energy and actually focusing and having that one hour to myself where I'm just pushing my body to its breaking point and feeling good, getting the endorphins going. Um, but an overall anxiety cure, I mean, there never really is one. Like it's up to the person individually. Some people combat it with, uh, THC and CBD. I know a lot of people that do that. Um, smoke a joint before you go to bed. That'll help for sure. If it's legal where you live. If it's legal where you live, yeah, exactly. We're blessed Sorry. in Canada. And thanks thanks for saving me on that one. I'm not yeah, talking no anything legal here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what do you do exactly? Man, I um, dude, I find that like I'm like anxious the most. Hmm. Like if I'm out of my routine, like routine is something that I need. I know not everyone's like that, but like for me, routine is everything. If my routine's off, I'm destroyed. And yeah. I had someone kind of try and call me out on that one time. And they're like, maybe you should try exposure therapy. If you try not having a routine for a while, you won't feel as anxious about not having a routine. And then I just kind of say, well, I didn't have a routine for the first like 22 years of my life, 23 years of my life it was only the last like kind of year maybe two years i brought routine in my life and now i'm actually feeling comfortable enough that's why this youtube channel started at the time that it did because it's like okay now i actually feel confident enough to start giving someone tips on how to feel better because i start i'm starting to feel better myself so yeah. i feel like if like that would be one thing i really recommend is like routine and uh coping mechanisms as well man i used to have the shittiest coping mechanisms like i would never I was one of those people where I was like, man, I just never want to be alone. Like I would like cling to ex-girlfriends or like girlfriends at the time. I, yeah, yeah. My girlfriends at the time would cling to my buddies and I would just be like, dude, chill with me because I can't be alone right now. And just getting comfortable with being alone is like huge, dude, because now yeah. that I'm comfortable with being alone and I know sometimes if I'm in a social situation where I feel anxious, I'm like, dude, I just need to be alone. Like I just need to be alone for a little bit now. Yeah, you can like almost like pay, pay attention to that extrovert and introvert side of you, you know, where it's like, you know, I've had my extrovert out for a little bit, but I need to go back to my introvert. And it's like just knowing that balance where you're almost in limbo between the two, right? Because yeah. no, one's, no one's ever full extrovert and no one's ever full introvert. We're always back and forth a little bit. Like, yes, we're more one-sided to one way, but I'm noticing as I age, the more and more like, the more I age, I'm definitely becoming more introverted where I just, I need that alone time. I need to recharge. I need to ground myself. Um, it's so important. And when I was younger, I could just be an extrovert all the time. I'd be out socializing, meeting with people, hanging out, grabbing beers and all that stuff. And I'm like, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I'm gotta be. Same, man. Yeah. Right. You just get into your routine. It's like, I don't want to break my routine. I got stuff to do. I got tons of things. I got a meal prep tonight. I got a, clean my house. I'm like, these things are important. 
Yeah, and I think the last thing, I guess, this is something that I just kind of realized. Well, I didn't just realize it yesterday, but it came into play, and I handled this situation well. So this is something I was proud of, actually. But, like, kind of just being more aware of my emotions in the moment. So, like, I like what happened to me was I was at work, and I had kind of, like, I had just framed a wall, and I had done it not to code. And so I basically had to undo all the work I had done. I had done and then redo it. And I was pretty frustrated taking it apart. And I had broken one of the studs that I was taking off. And I just yeah. kind of looked at my foreman and I was like, man, I'm going to take a minute and just step outside. I'm sorry, but like, I'm too upset. Like I'm so mad and frustrated <laughs> right now, but I'm going to take a minute and just go outside and breathe fresh air for a minute. And I'll come right back and get back to work. But like, I need to wow. take it right now. And he's That's like, yeah, hard to do that. It. Hard to be like that to like speak up almost, you know? Yeah, he's like, all right, go for it, man. Take your time. I feel you. Because he's a lot older. He's obviously dealt with this so many times. He's like, yeah. Well, people respect that too, right? People respect when you're like, hey, you know what? This is what I need. This is what I need. And they're like, oh, you're vocalizing, you're communicating. This is what you need. I respect that rather than you just like storming off or something like that, you know? Yeah, and I know like for my like. Yeah, I, I've seen it in myself a lot of times where if I'm getting mad, I'm getting frustrated, I'll just continue to do that. Like, I'll just continue, like, you know, swinging my hammer around or yelling. Or maybe it's not even at work. You just kind of, like, raise your voice at someone or you're not listening properly. Like, dude, when your emotions get the better of you, if you're susceptible to that, which I definitely am, it doesn't feel good after, man. It yeah. doesn't. Like, it doesn't feel good after. So like, 100%. I feel like that self-awareness just to be like, okay, we need to cool off. Like, this is a little bit like something's going on. Like, it's probably not even work bugging you right now. Like, that's what I always tell myself. Like, it's probably not even this that's bugging you. Like, do people make mistakes at work and have to redo this shit all the time? So it's yeah. probably not even this that's bugging you. Like, you got something There's going something on. Else. Yeah, just go outside and yeah. for a minute, dude. Okay. Well, Mark, I don't want to cut you off, but I got to get going pretty quick here. I got to go pick up my coach. It's uh, Ikea just messaged me saying your coach is ready. And All right, I dude. Pick it up, so. Well, you're not allowed to get off yet. Just one more thing. Sorry. I don't do my okay. own outros, dude. I do my own intro, but you're going to do the outro today. You know the score. You've done it before, but okay. uh, you got to leave the people with a positive message, something that they can feel motivated, inspired by, feel happy about, but you get the mic, man. Do this little exit. Um, all right. So everybody go watch the octopus teacher and go watch the social dilemma. Those are going to be your two biggest teachers for the next little while. Uh, you'll learn a lot of things from both of those on how to be a good human and how the world is changing and how we need to, um, make it aware that, you know, there is a social dilemma going on. And, uh, yeah, I just want to wish everybody a great, uh, what day is it today? I'm losing track of the day. It's Thursday. Thursday and a good weekend. I got a busy weekend ahead of me, so I'll be moving. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Beautiful. Thank you so much, brother. I'll let you go. I know you got your couch to go pick up. Congratulations okay. on the new place. Congrats on the Campbell experience. Thank you for sharing this. I'm going to check out the octopus teacher and I'm going to do some research on Campbell because that's really cool, bro. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me again. No, thank you for being here, man. Thank you so much. And you have a good weekend, man. Best of luck with moving. Okay, thanks, man. All right, peace out, bro.